Greetings everybody, my name is Dom Pullen and welcome to another teaching on the channel. I hope that you will be blessed and um, it's always good to be found in the Word of God. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you've been reading your Bible. I hope you've been in prayer, living in His grace. Amen. God bless you. Let's get into today's teaching. We're going to the book of Luke chapter 22 verse 19 and 20. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. And this is the Lord's Supper. This is the cup and bread of communion. That's what we want to talk about today. So let's get this. Communion is a reminder of what Christ did on the cross. Communion or the Lord's Supper serves several profound purposes. Communion means several things for the Christian faith. First of all, it reminds us of what Christ did at Calvary. That's the core of communion, the reminder of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross at Calvary. Communion is a powerful symbol to remind us of Christ's sacrificial love. No one in your life will love you more than Christ loves you. No one will do for you what Christ did for you. Jesus says, there is no greater love than this, than a man willing to lay down his life for a friend. That's the first thing communion reminds us of, a deep sacrificial love a love that you cannot understand. If I ask you right now to explain Christ's love, you cannot explain it. Especially for those of you who have experienced His love, you cannot explain it because you do not understand it. We cannot explain nor understand why Christ loves us so much. So when we take in communion and we're saying that this is the body and blood of Christ, we remember his sacrificial love. Through communion, we, we remember the display of his sacrificial love. And how was that sacrificial love displayed? By the shedding of his blood and his death on the cross. Check this out. If you commit a crime and you go to court, the judge will not say, oh, my son will take your place. He'll throw you in the cells and you'll have to pay for your sins. But that judge won't do exactly what God did. And we know this because in John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God was that judge in court. And God did say, My Son will take your place and declared you innocent. And not only that, Christ took your place because of sacrificial love. He paid the ultimate price. So when we take this communion with the bread representing his body and the wine representing his blood, we remember his sacrificial love. And it also reminds us of the new covenant that Christ has brought through the shedding of his blood. The old covenant was made with blood of goats and rams, but the new covenant that allows us to have eternity with God eventually 
and gives us access to the Father comes through Christ's sacrifice. The shedding of his blood and the breaking of his body has ushered in the new covenant. We take communion to remember the new covenant that came through Christ, the new covenant of grace and salvation through faith in Christ. We were destined for destruction. We were destined for the wrath of God. We were destined for eternity in hell. But under the new covenant, salvation is freely given. We are now adopted into the kingdom of God by the shedding of Christ's blood at the cross. And I want you all to remember this. Everything hinges on what Christ did on the cross. Without Calvary, there is no salvation. Without Calvary, there is no adoption into the kingdom of God. Without Calvary, there is no walking and living by faith. Everything hinges on what Christ did on the cross. God is not impressed or moved by anyone or anything. He is only impressed by and with his Son. Remember when he said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. We can come to the Father because of Christ. We can come to the Father through Christ because of what Christ did at the cross. When we take communion, we remember that we are brought into the new covenant by the shedding of Christ's blood. How wonderful is the blood of our risen Messiah, the Lamb of God. Christ says, this is the cup of my new covenant. When you drink of this, remember me, because you are drinking into the new covenant. Now we have grace. Now we have salvation. Now we are atoned and freed from the bondage of sin because of the new covenant that has come through the blood of Christ. Communion also embodies the unity of believers worldwide. We are all different. We come from different homes, backgrounds, cultures, and families. But by the blood and the body of Christ, we are one. When we partake of Christ through communion, we become one in Christ. A new way of living and a new culture, a new way of thinking. Maybe out there in the world we were supposed to hate each other because of cultural differences. But in Christ we love each other because we are bought with the price. We are no longer our own. We are His. And when we partake of communion, we are giving up our old way and self. And we are partaking of Christ. And we are becoming one in Christ. At this very moment, as we take communion, if a Christian family takes communion from another country, from where we are, maybe somebody is, maybe you're in Africa and that individual is in China or in the Americas somewhere, in communion, right at that moment, we are united with them through the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. The church is not united by a venue. Some people go to a specific location, gather in a building, but after the gathering, they hate each other, gossip about each other, judge each other, and want to separate from each other. But the body and the blood of Christ unite the church. 
because Christ shed his blood and because his body was broken, we are now united and one in Christ. When we take communion, whenever you take communion, and I advise you to do this as often as you are able, we take communion with the knowledge that this is in remembrance of everything that Christ did. He shed his blood for our atonement, redemption, and salvation. He shed his blood to bring us into a new covenant. And by his blood, we are united in his body, by his blood, with all true believers. We have one mind, one song, one thought. We live in Christ and Christ alone. And I say amen to that. May you say amen as well. Jesus says to his disciples, I'm not going to take communion with you. He says, drink this cup. I'm not going to partake of this. I'll partake of it with you when you get to heaven. When we cross over from this life into eternity, we will sit and have communion with Christ. And in that time and at that moment, not only be one in Christ, but be one with Christ in the new kingdom, in the new world. This is not our home. We're passing through. Therefore, communion is also a reminder of hope that we will be with Christ forever because of what he did on the cross. He made a way for us to be with him. Calvary gives us hope for the future that one day we will be with Christ. My brother, my sister, no matter what you are going through or how hopeless, difficult, or challenging life is, when you take communion, think of the hope that Christ has given us through his blood, that this is not the end. Remind yourself that one day I will be with Christ. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may also be. Listen to me. This world is not your home, but where Christ is, that's where we belong. We do not endure struggle without hope. We do not endure pain without hope. We have hope in Christ. And the work of Calvary gives us hope. In this fleeting moment, let us endure this life. But remember, we will be with our Savior for eternity. Let us remember that through his sacrifice on the cross, he has made a way for us to one day be with him for all eternity. And I say amen to that. Think for a moment. Just pause and think about what I've said. Think about what Christ has done. The beauty of salvation. My sins were higher than a mountain till the Lord sanctified me. I was an outcast in the world till I was united into a new kingdom, a new family by his blood, living through struggle and difficulty, living through pain, but with hope in our hearts, a new covenant that brings us to the Father. Just pause for a moment and think about what Christ has done, how wonderful the work of Calvary. How wonderful the love sacrifice of Christ where he has shed his blood for all humanity. Take a moment and think about it.
Just want to take a look at a few Bible verses. We'll start in Matthew chapter 26 from verse 26 to 29. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Why was his blood poured out? It was poured out for the forgiveness of sins. He says, I'm pouring out my blood for everyone, for the forgiveness of sins. Goes on to say, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. He's pouring out his blood to take away our sins so that he can have fellowship with us and communion with us in his Father's kingdom. We were sinners trapped in our sin, locked in our carnality and evil, but he poured out his blood, said, drink it. It's the blood that I have poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. So when God sees the blood of Jesus, he forgives you, not because of any works that we have done, but because of what Christ has done. And I thank Jesus for this wonderful sacrifice, which has brought us grace, which has brought us the forgiveness of our sins, because I know for certain that I am a sinner and only saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for this. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. He says, it's for you. He says, every time you have communion and remember Christ, you proclaim his death to everyone. You remind everyone that Jesus died for you. Your sins do not have to hold you back. You do not have to go to hell. You do not have to die in sin because he died for you. He shed his blood for you. We have communion to remember that he shed his blood for us. We are sanctified, atoned by the blood of Jesus Christ. Again, how wonderful is the sacrifice of Jesus. So, when we come together to have communion, we are telling everyone and we are reminding those that already know he died for the forgiveness of our sins. Be free in Christ because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Be free in Christ. Receive his sacrifice in faith. Amen. Now listen to this. This is very important. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven to 29. So then who, whoever eats the bread or drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. 
for those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment unto themselves. Before you take communion, I want you to think about what Jesus did. He says, don't take it unworthily. Don't just take communion. He says, you must discern. You must understand what the body and the blood of Jesus symbolize. You must understand what he did for you. Don't take it in your sin and then carry on living in sin. Because if you do that, it's like you are crucifying Christ yourself and you are bringing judgment onto yourself. Take it with an understanding that today I acknowledge I am a sinner and Jesus died for me, that I am atoned and freed from my sin by the blood of Jesus, by the work that Jesus did. Understand what Christ did for you and in humility receive it by faith. Repent, live in repentance. Listen to this. If you do not want to repent, do not take communion. It's that simple. I hope you heard. I want to thank Jesus for sacrificing his blood, which has taken our sins away. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. In John chapter 6, verse 53 to 56, it says, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Life comes only from Christ. Eternal life, only from Christ. And when we partake of his body and blood, we remember this. And we are united and become one in Christ. He lives in us, therefore we have eternal life and we bear fruit. You cannot bear fruit unless you remain in Christ. What we are doing when we take communion is symbolic. It's symbolic of the body and the blood of Jesus. We are taking communion to remember Christ, Calvary, and the shed blood of Jesus. But we are also taking communion to be one in Christ eating his flesh and drinking his blood. It's symbolic of us partaking with Christ. And when we partake of him, he is in us. He said, I am the true vine and you are the branches. No one can bear fruit unless I dwell in them. Listen, I want to bear fruit in the kingdom of God. I want to live a life free from sin and God's wrath and judgment. I want the yoke of sin over my life to be broken away. I don't want to do the sins that I do anymore. And that's only possible by the blood of Jesus Christ. That shed blood has given us life and life eternal. Amen and amen and amen. We receive by faith the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. We receive by faith grace and salvation that has come through the blood, the shed blood, of Jesus Christ. And I thank Jesus. May he be glorified, for he is worthy. He has redeemed us to God by his blood. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. I'd like to encourage you. Please make sure you have a communion service with your family. Wherever you are, 
have communion service with your family and remind them of what Christ has done. God bless you. Before we shut down, I'd like to ask you, below, just below the video, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you have not, and if you see a thanks button and you'd like to just help the ministry continue, you can hit that thanks button. If you'd like to become a channel member, there's a join button just below the screen. You can click on that and choose the level at which you'd like to join. In the description, there's a link to our Patreon. You can click on that link, head over to Patreon, and you can support us there prayerfully or as the Father leads you. God bless you. Thank you for doing that. And remember, as true disciples of Jesus Christ, we learn, we practice, and we teach, because that's the only way to do it. Amen. I'll see you in the next one.